Philippians 3.20 says that if you follow Christ, your citizenship is in heaven. What practical difference should that information make in the way you live your life today? And maybe more than you think, especially when it comes to your anxiety level. Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Let me start by giving you the definition of the word longing. Strong, persistent desire or craving, especially for something distant. A strong, persistent desire or craving, especially for something distant. What do you long for? What is your big longing? Most people probably just mainly longing for whatever current trial they're going through to be over, whatever suffering they're having to, be, to, to end. When you go somewhere, you leave your house, you expect a little bit of discomfort while you're traveling, when you're on, in the traffic or when you're in a, the airport or whatever. Then what you want is to just be able to come back home and then when you get home, you just relax and be comfortable and be at peace. And so you kind of expect suffering there. You want, it, you want peace when you get home. For most people, this world is their home and so what they long for is just to, just to get comfortable, for life to get comfortable. And that's their longing. What is your longing? As Christians, our longings are different because we have a different home. And that's where this passage is going. We have a different home. And the way that we will live is drastically different because we have a different home and a different hope. First, our home, verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. Now that's just stated as a present fact. This is not something future. It's right now your home is in heaven. That's your country. The word citizenship, it's actually not the word citizenship. It's actually the word country. It literally refers to the place of your citizenship, the place, the government of your citizenship. And so our home country isn't here. The point here isn't that we're going there someday. The point here is that right now, here and now, present fact, your home country is in heaven, not this world. We have a different home. We have a different home, and we need to learn from godly examples in the church of how to get the hang of the Christian life because it's, it's so crucial that we live a life that's consistent with the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. If, if you're a citizen of one country and you try to live as, as though you were a citizen of the country that you're visiting, uh, then that's not going to go well. If you're going to end up focusing on the wrong things, you're going to end up investing in the wrong things, valuing the wrong currency, uh, rooting for the wrong teams, right? You're going to just, and if the two countries go at war, you'll end up being on the wrong side of that war. This is the second time that Paul has brought up this idea of our citizenship. Remember back in chapter 1 he did it. In verse 27 he said, remember when he said, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. And remember we found that literally that's, whatever happens, live your lives as citizens in a manner worthy of the gospel. And we talked back then about what that meant to the Philippian church. That was, that's very crucial because the, that, that's very powerful language for them because Philippi was a Roman colony, 800 miles away from Rome long ways away and it was a tiny little town but it was the it was the central hub of all of Macedonia because they had this privilege of Roman citizenship and they were very very proud of that 
they were the leading city because of that. And, and people who lived there did not consider themselves Philippians. They didn't consider themselves Macedonians. First, they considered themselves Romans. They were Romans. They, they thought of themselves that way, even though they'd never been on Italian soil. So they knew all about citizenship in a different place than where they lived. And so Paul reminds them a second time now, their citizenship is not Macedonia, it's not even Rome, it is heaven. It's heaven. They are a colony of heaven. And they are an outpost of a heavenly city with all of the full rights and privileges of heavenly citizenship and responsibilities. This is our identity, and it's not easy to live that way. Heaven is our home. The living situation that we have here in Colorado, in the United States, that's just a temporary living arrangement that we have. You don't invest yourself in a temporary situation, right? If you're on vacation, you don't spend thousands of dollars renovating your hotel room. You might not like the bathroom layout or whatever. You're not going to pour a new patio in your hotel room. You can imagine you got into an accident and you were in a coma for a long time and you woke up and you learned that while you were in the coma, you, your job got transferred to Hawaii and now your, your family moved there and your home is there and everything. And so when you went to sleep, you went to sleep as a Colorado resident. You woke up as an out-of-town visitor in Colorado. So your home, your family, your job, all your possessions, everything, it's all in Hawaii now even though you've, you've never even been there. And so your boss calls you and says, hey, before you go home to your new home in Hawaii, I've got one last assignment for you to complete here in Colorado, then you can go. And so for now, you're still here, but it's going to change the way that you live here, right? Now that your home isn't here. For example, you'll probably spend your money differently. You're not going to buy skis. You're going to buy, you know, a surfboard instead of a snowboard. <laughs> You're not going to spend $500 on a down parka. You're not going to run for the Denver City Council. You're not going to enroll your kids in these schools here. All your business, except for this present assignment, all the rest of your business is now in Hawaii. So that's how it might look if you home moved to Hawaii. But how does that affect your lifestyle here if your home is moved to heaven? Probably the two biggest areas where you're going to see a difference in the way that you live, the way you interact, if your home is in heaven instead of here, is the area of selfishness and the area of suffering. When you realize that your home is in heaven, you're going to be able to let go of selfishness and you're going to be able to have joy in the midst of suffering. Those are the two areas. The last verse of that chapter, I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Then look at the next verse. Follow my example. So I'm, I'm not seeking my own stuff. I'm just trying to get people saved. Follow my example. If this world were Paul's home, he'd be seeking his own stuff, his own interests. But since he belongs to heaven, his values have shifted there so to where he cares about heavenly agendas and not earthly ones. And so for now, that means getting people saved is way more important than being comfortable here and now. Because he's just, a, he's just a stranger here. The, the spiritual progress of the saints, people being saved, spiritual growth, the success of the church, the progress of the gospel, all these things are so much more important to Paul now because, because that's the agenda of heaven. That's your attitude when you realize that your home isn't here, it's there. So you don't have to fight to get your way. 
anymore. You don't, if your rights are violated, so what? So what? If your temporal desires go unfulfilled, so what? doesn't matter. This world is, is the Titanic. And so if someone is messing up your stateroom in the Titanic, so what? It's going down anyway. There's a rescue ship that has a whole suite reserved for you. Focus on that. Don't, you don't need to grasp, you don't feel like you have to grasp on to anything in this sinking ship. That's one change that will happen if you see that your citizenship is in heaven. You can learn that from godly examples. That's one category. The other main category where Paul tells people, follow my example, is in 1 Thessalonians 1.6. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, in verse 6. He says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with joy given by the Holy Spirit. So you had this severe suffering, but in spite of that, you still had all this joy. Why? Because you followed our example. So that's the other category. If your home is here in this world, then you're not going to be able to have joy in suffering, period. You're just not going to be able to because suffering means you're miserable. Uh, suffering makes you miserable. Good things make you happy, period. And there's no way around that. But if your citizenship is somewhere else, and your joy is wrapped up in what's going on there, then you can be happy here even when things here aren't going so great. Do you see that? Imagine a Denver native who is a huge Broncos fan. And so he goes on a business trip overseas. He's like in Ireland or something. And, and so, so while he's there, the Irish lose a huge soccer game on the same day that the Broncos win the Super Bowl. So everyone around him is all depressed and he's ecstatic. And they say, how can you be happy on a day like this? How can you be happy when, when something so horrible happened? We just lost the big game. And he said, well, <laughs> your team lost, my team won. So I'm happy. That's Paul's attitude. How can you be smiling, Paul, when you're being beaten, when you're being whipped, when things are going so bad? And his answer is, they're not going bad in my hometown, in my home country. Things are always great <laughs> there. So those are the two categories where Paul typically will call people to follow his example. And amazingly, those happen to be the two main themes of the book of Philippians, right? He wrote the book of Philippians, so number one, because the Philippians were suffering, and in their suffering, they were starting to bicker and fight and stuff, and they're losing their unity in the church because it, because it was bringing out selfishness and pride, right? So the suffering, reacting with their selfishness and pride, fighting. And so Paul's writing this letter to try to solve that problem, to try to get, get back to unity by dealing with their selfishness problem and dealing with the suffering, their inability to have joy in suffering. And so he's, he, again, says, follow my example. Because I can show you how to deal with that. In all of chapter 1, he's showing them how he dealt with suffering, right? And how he had joy in suffering. And all in chapter 2, it's all these examples of him and Epaphroditus and, and, and Timothy and Jesus not being selfish, right? So that's how it'll impact us if we understand that we have a different home. The fact that this world is not our home can be a tremendously comforting truth. And it can relieve a lot of anxiety. So much of our anxiety comes from the fear that our life might be ruined. We think, oh, what if I have to suffer this current pain for the rest of my life? Or what if this horrible thing I'm afraid of actually happens? It would ruin my life. No, no, it wouldn't ruin your life. 
it would just make your temporary business trip hard. If you know Christ, your life in your eternal home is all set. The only question is, will your temporary assignment here be hard or easy? And the answer to that is hard. (laughs) That's what Jesus promised. In this world, you will have trouble. That's what he said. But if we expand our perspective to eternity, we can take comfort in knowing that even though the assignment is hard, no suffering can ever ruin your life. Today, whenever you have any thoughts about your future or about suffering in your life, expand the timeline of your perspective and look at this temporary assignment for what it is and use that to draw courage to move ahead. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.